All right, and we're back, and this is Essence, and you're riding the wave of Wisdom in Red, again, where we are living life uh, through the words and spirit of Christ, and just keeping on, I had left off with Phlegon, um, who was being mentioned by Julius Africanus, and, uh, and, and, and then going into the Oregon Against Celsus uh, books. So I'm going to say the last one again. He says, now Phlegon, this is his quote, now Phlegon, in the 13th or 14th book, I think, of his chronicles, not only ascribed to Jesus a knowledge of future events, but also testified that the result corresponded to his predictions. That's Oregon Against Celsus, book 2, chapter 14. And in, uh, the next quote, and with regard to the eclipse in the time of Tiberius Caesar, in whose reign Jesus appears to have been crucified in the great earthquakes, which then took place, Oregon against Celsus, book two, chapter 33. And his last quote, Jesus was alive. Um, excuse me, Jesus, while alive, was of no assistance to himself, but that he arose after death and exhibited the marks of his punishment and showed how his hands had been pierced by nails. And that's Oregon against Celsus, book two, chapter 59. And so this is just showing um, what he says, this, that, that Jesus had this ability to accurately predict the future, that he was crucified under Tiberius Caesar, and that he demonstrated his wounds after resurrection. Now moving on to Pliny the Younger. Um, Pliny the Younger, uh, uh, wrote or rather said well wrote they the Christians were in the habit of meeting on a certain fixed day before it was light when they sang in alternate verses a hymn to Christ as to a God and bound themselves by a solemn oath not to any wicked deeds but never to commit any fraud theft or adultery never to falsify their word nor deny a trust when they should be called upon to deliver it up after which it was their custom to separate and then reassemble to partake of food, but food of an ordinary and innocent kind. Suetonius. Suetonius, a Roman historian uh, and analyst of the imperial house under uh, Emperor Hadrian, he said, because the Jews at Rome caused constant disturbances at the instigation of Crestus, or Christ, he, Claudius, uh, expelled them from the city, which was Rome. And that's Life of Claudius 25.4. Uh, also, uh, Nero blamed the Christians for this fire, and he punished Christians severely as a result uh, because there was um, a fire that destroyed Rome uh, in around 64 AD. So he's, uh, this is what happened. Uh, Nero inflicted punishment on the Christians, uh, a sect given to a new and mischievous religious belief. And that was in Lives of the Caesars, 26-2. Let me see here. What's the... And Lucian of Samosata. And he was a Greek satirist, actually. And he spoke sarcastically of Christ and Christians, he says. But he says in the process, he affirmed that they were real and they never referred to... And he never referred to him to them as fictional characters. Uh, the Christian... This is his quote. The Christians, you know, worship a man to this day and distinguished, uh, distinguished personages who introduced their novel rites and was crucified on that account 
you see these misguided creatures start with the general conviction that they are immortal for a time, which explains the contempt of death and voluntary self-devotion, which are so common among them. And then it was impressed on them by their original lawgiver that they are all brothers from the moment they are converted and deny the gods of Greece and worship the crucified sage, sage and live after his laws. All this they take quite on faith, with the result that they despise all worldly goods alike, regarding them merely as common property. And this was in Lucian, or this is in Lucian, the death of Peregrine, 11 through 13. And there's Celsus. Celsus. Um, so this is the last uh, hostile example that he gives uh, of a non-Christian account. And he says, uh, he was antagonistic to the Gospels, He's, and this is his quote, uh, Jesus had come from a village in Judea and was the son of a poor Jewess who gained her living by the work of her own hands. His mother had been turned out of doors by her husband, who was a carpenter by trade, on being convicted of adultery with a soldier named Pythera, being thus driven away by her husband and wandering around. In disgrace, she gave birth to Jesus, a bastard. Jesus, on account of his poverty, was hired out to go to Egypt. While there, he acquired certain magical powers with Egyptians pride themselves on possessing. He returned home highly elated at possessing these powers, and on the strength of them, gave himself out to be a god. Okay, so we're going to come back, and I will briefly mention um, hostile non his hostile non-biblical Jewish accounts that he has listed. And we'll be right back with Wisdom in Red. 